When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. You're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader. 6.30 Chad. That is indeed the name of the show, my friend. Here's what's going on in the NHL tonight. Five minutes left in the first. Florida up 2-1 on Minnesota. Now for the Wild, Kaprizov, the excellent young player, his 23rd of the season. Seven minutes left in the second period. Hurricanes up 2-0 on the Predators. Kotkaniemi with his 10th. Couple games still to come. Stars at Chicago, Los Angeles at Vegas. Tomorrow, remember the Oilers play in the afternoon. Two o'clock for the start of the game. And uh, our coverage will commence with the face-off show at 1230. Kind of an interesting schedule here for the uh, Edmonton Oilers. The next five Saturdays, their games start at five different times. They got 2 o'clock in Winnipeg tomorrow, all mountain time. 1030 next Saturday in the morning against Florida. Back home on March 5th, 5 o'clock start against the Canadians. Then on March 12th, 8 o'clock against Tampa Bay, and then another home game on March 19th, a 1 o'clock game against New Jersey. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. I mean, obviously, they usually play Saturday, but five different start times, five consecutive uh, Saturdays. That's really just empty trivia. That's that's empty calories for you. Before I get to your calls, I quickly just want to uh, read a message uh, I got from somebody. Uh, this person wouldn't want me to say who, who it is, but I'll tell you this is somebody who has worked – uh, in or near the NHL for a long time uh, is is not in Edmonton. So it's not, you know, an Oilers employee or another Edmonton broadcaster or anything like that. But we were texting a little bit back and forth about the, the depth players, uh, you know, Tippett's usage versus Woodcroft's usage. And, and he wrote me this finally. He said, depth guys always whine about ice time. It's a catch-22. They say, play me more and I'll produce. The coach says, I can't play you more because you're not producing. He went on to say, really successful teams, the top guys like Connor, et cetera, need to play to their cap number. The lower tiered guys have to play above their cap number which I thought was uh, an interesting way to put it. Well, right now, some of the uh, Oilers guys looking like they are perhaps exceeding their contract expectations, which is why they're 4-0 over their last four. Okay, we'll go back to the Certainty Hotline. We have Andy standing by. Hi, Andy. Yeah, hey, Reed. How's it going? Um, well. Yeah, I noticed uh, the ice time is different uh, with, with Woodcroft than it was with Tippett. Um, those, but we don't have four lines because we're playing short of forward. So I thought maybe his secret was he was rolling the lines. I know uh, Zach Hyman said a couple weeks ago. He said it's amazing the power of a team when you roll four lines. You can you can increase the speed of the game, your team game, and really take it to teams. And and I've never heard that from the Oilers because you know we've been playing Connor 25, 26, Leon 25, 26, as high as 28 minutes. 
yep. Darnell, Darnell there's 30 minutes. And I think when you're your top five guys, including your goalie, because Tippett used to love to run run a hot hand. And, and when guys, when your top players get tired, it's like a malaise just sets in in the team, and and the the, the team is not playing fast. And, and I think that's what Woodcroft is trying to do. He's trying to get those defensemen to move the puck because we've never been a really, you know, good move, puck-moving uh, back end. But if you can move it faster, it's going to help the overall team game. So I, I am impressed with the changes. I'm not quite sure what's going on yet. Um, I'm trying to look for trends, but uh, I like what I see so far, Reed. Well, I'll tell you this, Andy. Hang, hang on the line for a second because, yes, lately it's been 11-7. and seven. I would guess that will change when Duncan Keith comes back, though I don't think it's a bad option to have in your back pocket. And, and I think, Andy, clearly – you know, you know, even in the summer, and even when the Oilers were, were doing poorly, I, I think we all realized this was a deeper team than, than in the past up front. I guess I would still wonder, um, can the Oilers really be a four-line team? You know, can they have, you know, maybe they can have a pretty good thir- third line. Can they have a, four, a fourth line that can play more than five or six minutes? I, I, I don't know if they could, if it's Benson, Shore, tourist Perlini Sevier, you know what I mean like I still wonder if that might be um you, you know an ultimate weakness of the team is that they can't quite go 12 forwards deep what do you think I, I think you're absolutely right Reid. if you look at Tampa their fourth line is solid as good as their third or second on any given night they can play that line 13 to 16 minutes no problem I think it's not a problem with the Oilers, but you've got the two best players in the world in Connor and Leon, and even if we had a rock-solid fourth line, I'd still want to see Connor and Leon out there. I just right. can't help it. I'm, I, you know, I'm such a fan, and, and you get so excited, and it would be weird to, to see Leon and Connor running on a one and four, and I just don't see that happening. But I, I think we can be a hybrid, and we can work with what we've got, and 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 you you fill in the gaps, and next thing you know, you can compete with any team on on any given night. Well, and that's really what they're trying to get to. I mean, they don't want the the games where they're just out of it. Like I, I think you know, the last two tip coached were pretty disappointing. Andy, thanks, man. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the games. Thanks, Reed. That is Andy checking in seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We will also welcome uh, Shiraz to the show. Shiraz, how are you doing? I'm good. Yourself? Good. Did I say your name correctly? That is perfect. Just like the wine. Just like okay. I'm glad you <laughs> exactly. said it, and not me. The, the the wine comment. Okay. What's on your mind? Um, there's a couple of things. Um, just on the on the uh, just uh, on the ground. Uh, following the last caller, could Dylan Holloway be a good addition to the fourth line as uh, as training for him and helping the team? And then the yes, question. possibly. But I I think he might even be in more of a middle six role. Role. I think yeah. he might get third line minutes, but fair, fair no, question. He's, he's a really good player. I really like him. And the second question is Stuart Skinner. I really like him as a goalie. Really good numbers. So I'm confused why he was. It was decided for him to go down. He's, he's so well, and, and is. I think he's an NHL goalie. Well, I, I think he's looking very much that it, like if he isn't an NHL goalie, he's on the cusp. I, I, I think it's simple. I mean, they can send him down easily. They still want him to play a lot in Bakersfield. Uh, Shiraz, I, I, I know a lot of fans, and, and I've been asked, well, play him, make him the number one, make him the number one for three weeks. I, I just don't think the Oilers want to do that. I don't think yeah. Holland wants to do it. I, I think even Woodcroft, though he probably loves Skinner, understands the value of him playing a lot in the minors. And, and again, 
I know I've said this a million times. I still think they want to fully evaluate Mike Smith to get a read on how well he is playing. Because in the grand yeah. scheme of things, he still hasn't played that much. So I, I think they want to run Smith and Koskinen and see how that duo works because that's the duo they had written in to be the duo before the season started. So yeah. fair question about Skinner. I, I think he's in the NHL next year, pretty much slam dunk. Um, but But I still think if you were to ask... The Oilers, brass, and coaches, um, I still think they see it as kind of a last resort to make Skinner the, the prominent guy right away. Yeah, Maybe I mean, that's not be... fair to the kid, but I think that's how they're approaching it. Yeah, it, it's all good arguments. I just feel the Oilers really need everyone to be playing well. And Nico's had some really difficult games that it'll be uh, better to have Skinner as, even as the backup. But I, I can see your arguments for sure. Yeah, hey. okay. Hey. Thanks for listening. Okay, you take care. Bye. That is Shiraz, 7804960063. Uh, I want to get to this from last night. And as you guys know, if you if you listen regularly, oftentimes if there's a big, you know, chunk or media availability, I'll pick, kind of pick out the best clips and give the context. But for Derek Ryan from last night, I, I did trim this a little bit just because a couple comments uh, got repetitive and maybe weren't as focused on on this one topic. But I'm going to leave in a lot of the reporter questions from his post game and his answers. And this is Derek Ryan last night. He starts off about uh, uh, and gets into other stuff, but he starts off on the uh, recent success of that third line. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the single thing is. I think we're just working hard, playing together, supporting each other. Um, you know, I think we've been good on the forecheck, getting pucks back. I think that's huge especially this time of year in this league, it's, it gets hard. You have to score ugly goals, and I think we've done a little bit of that. And um, so, yeah, feels nice. Got some confidence going, and, and that helps as well. It seems, uh, you know, the contributions are coming from throughout the lineup in different ways, and just especially this last little run here. Is there a, a feeling in there right now of kind of everybody pulling on that rope and having a chance to, and is it, does it feel notable? I think so. Well, I can speak for myself. I can't speak for the whole group, but I feel like we feel um, that everyone's getting a chance, an opportunity to, to provide help. And obviously, um, we can't rely on Leon and Connor to do everything. We need support for those guys and for everyone in the top six. So I think it's been good uh, for myself to just get some confidence built up to play more, get more of an opportunity offensively. Um, I think that's helped a lot in my game. So the offense is coming for you, and the defense seems to be coming for, for you know, the group and a lot of other guys. As a, as a guy who specializes in that side of the game, what are you noticing about your team and your tendencies defensively here lately? Yeah, I think we're just so much more detailed than we were earlier in the year. I think everyone's on the same page. We, we've been working on certain things that we struggled in earlier in the year, track reads, uh, coming back into our defensive zone structure, where guys are supposed to be, making reads off each other. Um, it just felt like earlier in the year guys were kind of panicky, didn't really quite know where to go, but I think it's, it's been a lot more clear and evident lately that um, that structure coming into our D zone and transitioning through the neutral zone is just so huge. Um, all the teams we played lately, they, they make so much, they create so much offense through that transition. And so I think that's been big for us and the structure and detail is just evident. So the team does have a different look. Like, don't take this the wrong way. McDavid and Dreisaitl are really are great players and they drive the team. But is it important to have a team that supports those players rather than one that kind of depends on them? It seems like you got a team that's, that's getting a chance to support them more. I think so, yeah, I feel the same way. And I don't know about you guys, but I don't feel like 
the game of hockey, you can win the Stanley Cup with two guys. That's the beautiful thing about hockey is you can't have just the best player and win. You have to have the best team. And I feel like guys have created some confidence, get, gotten more opportunity. And I mean, those guys are amazing. We can speak to that all day, but we need to be there to support them. We also need the opportunity to do so. So what was what was the feeling on the bench when uh, it was third period, I think it was 5-2, you guys had a power play, and the second unit started the power play? What, did, did you guys notice that? Because we all noticed that. Oh, yeah, we noticed it. Well, I did anyways, yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. This is the first team I've been on where that's not a regular occurrence, so I think maybe that's a good guys uh, more opportunity I mean they had a goal that PP2 had a goal so that's maybe the first goal all year from the second unit and uh, they haven't gotten much opportunity on that so I think that's huge um, we talk about the playoffs here the latter half of the season it's huge to have not just one unit stay out there for two minutes it's it's both units going and that also gives Connor and Leon a chance to rest Nuge too all those guys that are on that top unit I mean they it's tough when they're offered two minutes and then they're expected to be out again the shift after the second shift after it's it drags on you so I think that's important to have two units that can play and contribute uh, Derek, you mentioned your confidence kind of growing, you, f you feeling that. Is that coming, do you think, from opportunity or your play or some combination of, of the two? Uh, for sure, a little bit of both, but it was just hard earlier in the year when you're not playing much and you sit on the bench and um, it's pretty tough when you sit there for 20, 15, 20 minutes and you're expected to go out there and, and contribute. Um, I don't know, older legs maybe, just, maybe it's just me, but it's hard. You, those legs get stagnant and you don't have the confidence to try and make a play, but obviously when the puck's going in or you're making plays and the line scoring, that, that confidence kind of snowballs and, and helps with uh, the game as well, but I think it's a, a combination of both. I, I just found a lot of that really interesting from Derek Ryan. I think he was, uh, like I said, you know, blunt without being uh, aggressive or, or, or attacking with anybody, but uh, sort of talking about how it's gone for him and why he's hoping that it's going to work a little bit better like it has over the last four games. Okay, appreciate your calls. Uh, you still have time to chime in as we move along tonight. We do have a special guest. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coming up, one of the veterans from the Edmonton Oil Kings, Carter Such, when we get back. I'm Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chet. Yeah, a lot of hockey for you this weekend. Oilers and Jets tomorrow afternoon. Oilers and Wild Sunday night. Oil Kings tomorrow night at 7 at Rogers Place against Saskatoon. And then a matinee family day Monday, 2 o'clock against Winnipeg. And I'm pleased to welcome to Inside Sports from the Edmonton Oil Kings, Carter Such. Hey, Carter, how are you doing? Hey, Reed. Thanks for having me on the show tonight. Yeah, thanks for hopping on. You recently set a new career high in points with 46, with still uh, almost a quarter of the season to go. Tell me about reaching that milestone. Yeah, you know, and I think that's uh, that's a pretty cool thing to do. Um, obviously, past uh, my record for my 18-year-old years last year, we only got to play 23 games. So, um, you know what, I think... I think we've been playing really well as a team and, you know, individual success comes from that. 
Yeah, I mean, this is such a cool experience for you. You you are an Edmontonian, fifth season on the Oil Kings, um, but with the way the last two seasons went, I mean, does it does it feel like unfinished business for you? Absolutely. I think uh, you look at uh, that that year when COVID first shut us down. You know, we had four games left in the regular season, and then we were going into playoffs. As uh, um, I think we might have been first in the league in, in points up until that time so obviously you know that that year that was that was really disappointing and then um last year you know obviously very thankful and fortunate enough to be able to play some hockey because a lot of people didn't get that chance but um you know it it was too bad that we weren't able to go for it the last two years and yeah it definitely feels like unfinished business what can you tell me about the way your team has embraced and met and maybe even exceeded to this point some pretty high expectations from the preseason yeah you know and i think you you look at our roster and, and you see some of the players we have and um you know i think expectations are going to be high um just given that the roster that we have but uh you know we just we just try and keep going day by day and just show up to the rink and get better every day and um this is a league where any team can beat any team on any given night. So, um, you know, it's it's important that we stick together as a team here down the stretch and keep on improving. Carter, I, I hope you don't mind, uh, like I mentioned, you, you being an Edmontonian, um, it just the, the importance of your family in, in your life and your hockey career and how special it is to, to play in your home city. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's truly an honor. Um, I mean, saying that, for someone in, who hasn't been in my shoes, you know that's that's a tough thing to realize. But you know, it's it's such an honor just um, living at home and sleeping in my own bed and having my mom's cooking, um, and obviously just having my family support around me for these last five years. It's been, I mean, I I don't have words to explain what they've they've meant for me, and um, you know what, I I owe them everything up until this point. Yeah, good for you. Carter, I'm going to give you a couple of interesting connections, and this might make you chuckle a little bit. Okay. Uh, I attended the U of A same time as your dad, and I watched him play for the Golden Bears. Never met him. Yeah. But how about this? Uh, Cam Moon, who you probably know does play-by-play on our station now for Oilers games. Did you know he was a teammate of your father's at Nate in 91-92? <laughs> no, I didn't know that. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> That's, what, that's crazy. Uh, you're not old enough to remember your dad playing, but uh, does he ever tell you any any tales, or <laughs> what's that like? <laughs> oh yeah, he was. Uh, he's telling me a lot of uh, a lot of stories, and um, actually, he brought up he brought up today. Um, you uh, you reached out. Um, you wanted to have him on the show for his uh, his days playing for the Sled Dogs in Edmonton out of Rexall. Um, I was um, way too young to remember that, but, um, you know, my dad's played for a lot of different teams, and um, it's a small world. There's a lot of people out there that he knows and has connections to. Yeah, well, that's, well, well, he can come on and tell some sled dog stories someday. <laughs> that, that's cool, or you can just call in later if he wants. Um, before I let you go, and just, you know, you mentioned how special it is for you playing here in the family connections, and just seeing all these teammates of yours like like high draft picks like neighbors and gunther and and cosa and, and being named a world juniors like how much pride do you have in these guys oh i mean they're they're my brothers um you know i 
I've been been in this organization for five years, and so have a lot of those guys. And um, you know, we're not we're not teammates anymore. We're we're brothers. So um, you know, I was I was so happy for them to get drafted when when their drafts were going on, and obviously being selected to to the World Juniors. But you know, I think it was uh, disappointing for them that they didn't get to play for a medal and uh, continue their their tournament but you know i think they're hungrier for our season yeah right on hey carter thanks for doing this especially fitting me in on a friday night i know you're probably trying to relax again you guys play tomorrow at seven monday at two at rogers place people can go to the oil kings website for the schedule and the tickets awesome interview man thank you so much for coming on thanks for having me on appreciate it that is Carter Such from the Edmonton Oil Kings. Yeah, new career high in points recently, and he'll be building on that down the stretch. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.